This podcast is brought to you by Green and Black's Velvet Edition, a delicious range of sumptuously smooth dark chocolate. Hi, I'm Roisin Ingle and you are very welcome to Back to Yours, a podcast where I get very nosy with some big names about the stuff they hang on their walls and hide in their drawers and basically find out about all the homes they've lived in. Let's face it, we've all got a bit of a nosy streak and this is a chance to hear how some very interesting people live. Are they total Nigellas when it comes to entertaining at home or is a dinner party their idea of hell? Are they minimalists or clutter addicts? It's all here waiting to be discovered on Back to Yours. So far, I've gone back to yours with Dolly Alderton, Rose McGowan, Paul Howard and John Boyne. And in this episode, I put on my hard hat to delve into the home life of the best known architect in Ireland, Room to Improve's Dermot Bannon, the Jamie Oliver of architecture, you might call him, who can't go anywhere these days without people asking him about their windows or their kitchens. I know so many people who are obsessed with Room to Improve and watching other people get very stressed about their extensions and also watching Dermot get exasperated which sometimes happens and it's great any fans of the show will know that Dermot Bannon is a big believer in open plan spaces and not a fan of the good room or any of those other traditional Irish home motifs he is building his dream family home in Drumcondra at the moment and he let us in to have a look around hello you nearly broke down a hoarding there, Roisin. <laughs> Sorry. Can we come in? To no, your building come site? on in. Come oh, on in. Thanks. Have you got a hard hat? Yes, I have my hard hat. Yes. Have you got high visibility? High vis and my hard hat, yeah. And your shoes? Proper shoes on. Steel toe caps? Exactly. Right, you can Thank come you. in. Thank you. Okay, great. We've got the portaloo. We've got the big giant yellow skip. Yeah. It's definitely a building site. I can I observe that. It's, it is a building site. Come on in. <laughs> okay. Tell us all about it. Um, okay, so well, you asked to see my home, yeah. and uh, I don't have a home. We're, we're living in a rented house at the moment, so it isn't a real reflection on me. Um, so I don't have anything that's a real reflection on me, except for this. This is the, the, the home that we're working on. We bought it uh, about a year ago. Um, we lived one road over, and uh, we always loved this road because it had a lovely view of the park. Yeah. And you won't see it until you're inside, because okay. when, you're, when you're sitting outside, there's a, um, a, a hedge. So the hedge is kind of very strong in the street, but because this is elevated slightly, um, and then when you get up into the building, you get a lovely view across to the church okay. and to the thing. Now, I'm not a churchy kind of person, but if it's a nice church, it's nice to look exactly. at. Exactly. But tell us about the, these, this road is lovely. These houses, I believe, are arts and crafts. They're arts and crafts See, building. See, look yeah. at me. I think I read it in some interview you did. <laughs> and I think I did the same. <laughs> um, so these are arts and crafts buildings, which basically means they're, they're modern buildings, right? But they were they used romantic motifs. So you can see that uh, on the house next door, it's got a, it's got a little bit of... Um, it's got a little bit of Tudor panelling going on. A bit of Shakespeare uh, going on. Yeah, up a there. little bit. It's called. It's kind of romantic. It's. Yeah. It's the houses were designed to be a, a little bit less mass produced and a little bit more handmade. Okay. And some of it could be considered kind of a little bit cheesy of its time. It's kind mm -hmm. of a bit pastiche. So when, what era are we talking about? 1930s. Okay. So you can see there is the front door. So, but the front door uh, goes in through this tapered wall. So. That's to, it's kind of reminiscent of a castle wall. You know the way mm -hmm. a castle wall would have a kind of slight splay on it? Right. And you'd kind of go in through a big thick wall. Okay. But it's a bit fake. 
you yeah. know. And it actually has, the old door has hinges on it that are, are look like they came from a was castle. Was there someone mad for these things in Drumcondra? Because there seems to be a lot of them in Drumcondra around There's the place. a few of them in Drumcondra. There's a couple in Dunleary. 1930s, arts and crafts. So it would have been started by Lutchens and Voisey. Um, anybody has been over to Lambay Castle. Oh, okay. um, and then uh, Macintosh. Everybody's heard of Macintosh. Yes. Charles yes, Rennie Macintosh. So, and I'm trying to be true to that. So um, everything is kind of inspired by the arts and crafts. Okay. It's, so it's basically it's modernism with a little bit of love See, I have and to a little say, bit of twist. It's my kind of house. I like this. Do you I like, like this? The uniqueness. I like the hokiness. I, I like can't say that. I love this. Do you love this? I love this. I can't say that anymore without people bursting out laughing in my face. So, Will so, you say it again? I love this. Do you love this? I love this. I love this. I love this. <laughs> okay, let's go on inside. We've got that out of the way yeah, now. Is there anything else you need to say? It's full of light. Big glass box. It looks like a car Sometimes showroom. Sometimes I just watch that ad. I just rewind. I watch it again. I'm sorry. I have That's to tell you. That's a very sad Good existence, ad. Roisin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to show you around now? Yes, please. Okay. It's, te- it's technically an open plan space, okay? So I'm very surprised, Dermot, yeah. that you're having an open plan this space. This is it. You're standing in the entire house. There's no more walls to go in. No. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. So this whole area, okay, this is a massive area here and there's yeah. going to be no walls. other walls. No. So it really is. You've taken the open plan to the nth degree. Yes, even upstairs is open plan. So you would, that is, that's the upstairs, that looks down into the, into the okay. main space. Wow. So it is, it, the only room divide is going to be the kitchen. What I'm trying to do, I, I've created zones within an open plan space that can be whatever. Right. Because I think a lot of the, the, the my big problem with the Irish house is mm. the defined spaces, the good dining room, the good sitting room, okay. the good office, the good uh, yeah. uh, everything is good. And and what what I I suppose this is the anti that I've created a space that has nooks and crannies, a bit like a pub. Do you ever go into oh, a big pub yeah, yeah. and then you get little snugs and okay. you get little areas that you make your own? So it's basically if someone decides, actually, I fancy doing a bit of work on a desk in that corner there, you can decide to do it there. Or, you or can... if Tom, my little six year old, yeah. he plays cars and yeah. he, he invents games like he is amazing. He, he take, he's just got a, he, he could have a box of cars and there'll be football players. They'll be robots. They'll be they'll be whatever he wants them to be. And he'll have battles. I've seen him playing with a deck of cards. And they will be MMA fighters. This area is for him. We're okay. putting we're putting a window seat here. And if you walk back yeah. towards me, right? Yeah. So just come here. Okay. Stand up here. And so imagine the window seat. What do you see? I see uh, the church. Yes, a huge big church. Yeah. And that's lit up at night time as well. Oh. So isn't that an amazing? And because we're slightly elevated, yeah. do you see the way we can just bed peek over the... Hedge. There you go. You see, you're very clever. You're very good at this. Good at this. Done this one before. Done this before. Nah, and <laughs> the reason for this is this is east facing. Right, so all oh, the light will okay. come in here in the morning. Right, so that's why I'm going to put a. Date. And this is just going to be glass, I imagine. Is there's this no break up. Space, there's yeah. no break up. There's no openings. This is just going to be one big frame because the little to get ventilation, we've put a little window in here. Ah. So this will be for opening and closing to put okay. ven- to get ventilation, right. and then this is just one big framed view of the landscape. Good. So come back through here, um, and then you see the big window here. I know it looks out onto the, the neighbours. Yeah. But actually what it is, is that's all the south light. So okay. east, south, west. So the light comes in here in the morning, yeah. travels across, comes in through the double height space. So this yeah. big atrium in the middle of the house. Lovely. And then travels around it's and sets where you, it's where you want to be in the evening. Is it too much? Yeah. Are you overwhelmed? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> um, can I ask you something? You talked about the neighbours. Now, what have the neighbours thought when Dermot Bannon bought the house and, and is doing all this stuff? What are, are they delighted? Are they kind of going, oh, you're man of the telly? What's going well, on? I don't know, actually. <laughs> 
I never have you not been around going do you love this I love this do you love me I love me do you love me um, no I haven't done that surprisingly okay. I'm still the new guy on the street so I yeah. feel like I'm the we're, we're the blow in so I never thought like are they excited about me moving on to the, that's never dawned on me maybe they are well I was thinking excited or annoyed they could be either they could be like oh no we're going to get why attention. would you be annoyed well just people might be like famous person moving in beside this is me. Ireland Roisin yeah I know true nobody cares and Fintan O'Toole doesn't live too far away I think yeah and Neil Delamere and all the greats all the greats live here <laughs> <laughs> but it's not I don't know if it's rubbish in Ireland or not but I've never experienced anywhere we've lived I we're just I'm just Dermot and we're just the Bannons and and it's, it's never been a big thing okay well so I've never good. felt I'm like we're not putting a gate onto the house right so it'll be just it'll be just just a house it's it's going to be an amazing space and so you have a fine big garden there it's don't huge. you huge it goes back to the very very back tree Jeez, that's amazing isn't it for, for the, the city and for everybody for the city yeah exactly should we have a park across the road I know I know we're very blessed I'm we, a bit we, sick to be honest which we are, do you know how long we waited for this house how long like you should have seen that the last house was a great house but it wasn't what people were every time everybody walked in what's the opposite <laughs> to jaw dropping <laughs> <laughs> We're like, Dermot Bannon lives you here. Live here. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, but we loved it. It was home. And you but this is more of a Dermot Bannon house, is it? Going to be? You tell me. Oh, it definitely is. Like, it's definitely <laughs> what I was expecting. You said oh, upstairs, though, you're going to have rooms. You're not yeah, having come the upstairs. home. Okay, well, come upstairs. Upstairs is room. So there. Lead the way. Little window to look down. You know, a little place to pause halfway up the stairs. <laughs> Everyone needs a little pause on the stairs. So that'll just give you a little view back in. Gorgeous. It's a very big house. Don't say that. That's not but what it's about. No, but it is kind of. It's just my house is so small that I'm like, oh. Well, it's it's, it's, huge. it's not massive, massive. It just is feels it bigger yeah. than it is. So this is this were these were the two original bedrooms, okay. and we've knocked them through together. Um, this so is be, this the master bedroom? Yes. So there's going to be. You're going to have an ensuite here as well. At the end, yeah, yeah. and a, a wardrobe area. I'm not doing a walk-in wardrobe. I'm not a big believer in them. Okay. Uh, so a ward, wardrobe area. There's probably animals Pigeons living Pigeons and yeah. things, yeah. And then the bedroom over here. So we've kept the old fireplaces. Okay, this is an amazing bedroom. Like it's... And the old bay window at the and front. And look at the gorgeous view. Wait, I'll show you this. Okay. This is actually my favourite part of the whole house. Right, brilliant. Just walk in here. Okay, can I, can I do something? I never do this right, you ready? Just trust me, trust me. Okay, okay. Dermot Bannon has got his hands over my eyes and he's leading me into a room. Will you stop? It sounds like 50, 50, sh 50 shades. <laughs> <laughs> Stand back. <laughs> Stop. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh, it's just a gorgeous green view. No, what's it centred on? On a lovely tree. So that window frames the tree. It does frame the tree. It's like a picture. And this is going to be a window seat. It's like a beautiful real life picture. Isn't it? And who's living in this room? My daughter. She's very lucky. Isn't she? Does she know how lucky she is? Oh, uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what sort of a tree is that? A tree. I have okay. no idea. <laughs> We could say anything, yeah, couldn't we? A, so it's an it's oak tree. It's a cherry blossom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's an oak tree. Is it an apple tree? <laughs> Who knows? I don't okay, know. Okay, it's a lovely tree. It's a with tree light green leaves. And, and it's really lovely. <laughs> Come on, keep going. How long is it going to take to finish? We're hoping to be in by uh, the end of the summer. So you can see the garden is great. Yeah. And we're not overlooked. So these, it's... 
it's like and we're lucky with the mature garden and mm. all of that and then the dream is I've brought a pipe down there I've been doing this thing called Bus Cabaha down in Glen Malure. Okay. it's an outdoor sauna in a cow trailer and you go and jump in the river after so I have been doing it and I would go twice a day if I, if I could so I, you I, have one in your house in eventually your yeah so I've got the drainage and all down there okay. and I've got the old cast iron bath that's going down there as a plunge pool I love I, 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 whenever I'm in Sweden or Scandinavia mm, I, always, I love saunas there's something about okay. extremes I love sea swimming and what is this room? This is nothing. This is like a hallway or something? No. What this is, this will be what it will oh, be. Oh, it's one of your places that you can decide what so it is. So it could okay. have a pool table in it. It could have, oh, um, wow. I, I, this is the den. So what it is, is th th we have no defined spaces in the house. And it'll be, it, th this will be like for homework or it'll be, right. I, I'm going to put my desk up here for okay. working. Okay. Yeah, that's a nice um, area. But I just, it's, but we could, have, this could be, have bean bags. I'd okay. see, I'd love to see a pool table. The kids love playing pool. Yeah. And then that will change. So it's a house that doesn't have defined areas. So that means you don't, and I go to so many houses, right? where people, kids have moved out or moved, and they say, oh, I remember when they were here. And I don't want that. I want, I want a house that it will be, yeah. that will change. And I'd love to get back into drawing and painting and okay. art. I so this do. might be a studio eventually. Oh, this would be an amazing yeah, studio. And I can shout down, where's my the coffee? Yeah. yeah. And that'll be fired back <laughs> up at me. Speaking of which, are you a domestic sort of god? Do you do a lot of housework? Do you do the cooking? What do you do? I love cooking. Um, housework. Um, housework. Okay, I love washing. <laughs> I love ironing. I love really? yeah. Okay. Um, I love tidying the kitchen and place like that. I don't know where the Hoover is. Okay. Yeah, hoovering is very overrated. I just don't. Oh, it's overrated. I just don't know why. Like, I, I kind of one of these people. Eventually, the dust just moves, doesn't it? Just you kick it out of the way. And do you like entertaining? I do. I um sometimes do you know I've kind of grown out of it, mm. um in a way because of what I do um I'm constantly meeting people mm. I'm constantly uh, as you'd say out there, um I actually like a bit of quiet time and I love I, I my home is my sanctuary and I and I'm not but I I, I love when you, when you have people over and it turns into something a little bit spontaneous you know when people just drop in yeah I'm not really mad on the kind of the really heavily organised ones because then I feel under pressure because yeah. I'm a perfectionist so I couldn't throw up a spaghetti bolognese. Okay. I have to do something that has taken 10 days to cook and I need everybody to really appreciate it and I need everybody to give me a load of praise for it and I find that exhausting. So, um, I'm sure your friends do as well. Yeah, of course they Never do. Never mind so, your wife. So, uh, no, I've kind of, so now I just love, I, I love when people come over for a barbecue and, but, and they stay for the whole evening. And they and, stay for a plunge afterwards. Yeah, and they stay for a plunge and the kids all go out on a trampoline or something like that yeah. and we have a bit of crack. I've kind of got rid of the, I've, I'm over the whole pressure thing. This is probably the best place to stay. We're at the end of the journey. There's no more. I think she's off looking for more. Stay here. Well, yeah, we can if you want to do the interview because there's like yeah. this. This you is probably well. the most comfortable yeah. place. Escape the ordinary with Green and Blacks, sponsor of Back to Yours, made with the finest ingredients and ethically sourced cocoa. Discover your favourite flavour from the range, which includes 70% cocoa, roasted almond, salted caramel, sea salt, and mint. So Dermot, this is your house that you're going to be having and you're going to be finishing. It's going to be amazing, I'm sure. I hope. But what about your first home that you remember? The first home that I remember um, was a very regular um, four-bed semi-D um, in an estate, a housing estate, in, sub in a suburban housing estate in Malahide. That's where I grew up. That's where I spent my, my childhood. And uh, did it have loads of glass in it and loads no. of open plan? <laughs> no. My mum was completely anti that. Actually, my... Um, she um, 
kill me for saying this, but uh, uh, I don't think she listens to podcasts, no, so doesn't. we're fine. I can say what I like. It's brilliant because I can't on the radio. I can <laughs> never say anything because my no mum will be listening and she always rings me after. And I'm there, mum, look, it's just really relaxed. And she says, well, everybody listens. What are they going to think about me? But anyway, mum <laughs> said, mum built a shed outside the, the only window in the kitchen, right outside it because she didn't want people to look in. She felt, com- mum grew up in the country. That she grew up in New amazing. Ross in, in a, pla- a little place called Camp Hile. Just wasn't used to having neighbours and having windows. So she, the first thing that she got my dad to do was build a shed right outside the kitchen window. Dermot, do you think that had any deep, profound effect on you? Your light being blocked by a shed and then you always, forevermore, were like craving the light and that's why you make everyone else have loads of glass in their hands? No, she always knew who was at the freezer because that was kept out there. And <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't know. I think it was, look... Uh, it, it was a very regular house. Everybody lived in the same house type. Everybody yeah. kind of, it, it, it was, I never thought anything of it as, as a kid. And did you have a sense as a young boy growing up of kind of the aesthetics of a place? And did you, were you always into that? Were you always looking at buildings? Or well, I think what I, I was very lucky in the fact that, um, as I said, my mum grew up in New Ross and we used to go down to my granny's farm because my mum was a school teacher. So she had three months off every summer. So as soon as we were finished up for school, we'd head down to New Ross and we'd spend summers there and um, so that was a farmhouse and so I'd go from suburbia to uh from Malahide down to a little village in Wexford and um living in a farmhouse which was completely different and a completely different space and then I was lucky enough uh, my dad was a horticulturist and he got a job in Cairo in Egypt so we moved over there um now that was a metropolis back then that was the equivalent of New York we were transported over there we, we we had no choice. We were we were going over there because Dad got a, 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 was working out there, and I remember the first time, the first place we lived over there was on the 18th floor of an apartment block, and it was horrendous because <laughs> I was scared of lifts. Oh no! Yeah, so my mum and dad had to walk up. <laughs> Every single time we left the building, they had to walk up and then with me on my own because the other two, my brother and sister, would would go in the lift. Now, the lifts always broke down. There were those lifts, you know, where you have to close all the doors manually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and I would not get into I'm not scared of them anymore. I'm good right. with lifts. But that, And then we moved into uh, the suburbs. We lived there for a while, but we moved into the suburbs of Cairo. But it was still, it was different. We, like, we lived beside a homeless family. They lived what? in boxes, a homeless family. Oh. We, we lived, uh, and that became our norm. So we lived, it, it was still an apartment, um, and it, it was kind of palatial compared to what everybody else was living in. And we were aware of that. Um, and because, but in the gaps in between buildings, there was families living in boxes. Right. And that was our norm. So you would, like, I would chat to the kids who were living in the box. And I remember this one time we, we were out, I don't know, we were at mass or something, and we were coming home. And I remember seeing the flames coming from between the two buildings and I, I arrived around and all the boxes were in fire and I was the family. Oh my God, what's after happening to them? What, are they okay? That they're fine. But it, it was just, um, it was, it, you know, I think it was being, having, being exposed to all of that kind of uh, and, and moving around and traveling and seeing how people live. My obsession with architecture is not about buildings. My obsession with architecture is about people. My obsession is how people live. Like an arc, like a building is shelter. A building in its most fundamental form is shelter. I am obsessed with how people use buildings. I'm obsessed with how people live, um, how they sit, how they relax, how they cook, how they 
communicate with each other. Um, I love, um, like I'm obsessed with the steps that meet a footpath, you know, on an old Georgian building and maybe people might sit out there and have a cigarette mm. um, or squares, you know, and I love parts of Dublin now as people are starting to spill out into the streets because that's not the Dublin I grew up in. Yeah, exactly. The Dublin I grew up in, uh, nobody went outside. Yeah. You know, my dad just couldn't get his head around barbecues. Why don't you just eat your dinner inside? <laughs> so, so, and I remember we, we got a barbecue. Do you remember years ago I used to get them with the tokens with the petrol? Yeah. And we got one. We finally got a barbecue. And we, we, we all went out and we made the barbecue. And he made my mum cook his dinner inside. Because <laughs> he didn't trust the barbecue. And then we, we had the barbecue. We had it outside. And he just couldn't. He said, sure. The kitchen table is so much more comfortable. He just couldn't get it. But now we're, we're slowly. I, I, I love parts of Dublin around South William Street and all of those areas where people are spilling. And life is happening on the streets. The in-between spaces. I love um, the, the, the kind of the arteries of a city and, and of buildings. You know, lots of new offices now have got these atrium spaces in the yeah. middle where water cooler moments can happen and all these cheesy things. But that's life. You know, that's how people interact. And like a lot of decisions and how people work now are, it's not formal emails anymore. It is kind of, it's, a, it's, an, it's the bumping into people. And it's, a, do you know something? I, ha- I know the person who's going to, who could help you with that. Or, and that's how ideas form. And then they said, they send you a text or an email and, or, and they say so. It's it's all of these chance encounters that is is how life happens, yeah. you know. And that's what I love forming. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same. For, like I'm obsessed with how families interact with their homes and how families are. And I'm I'm not obsessed with big houses or spacious houses. Light makes you feel great. So it, obviously it has to be a light and bright house because that's we're phototropic creatures. You know, we need light to to kind of to, to but that's survive. That's something that's really changed, and you've been a big part of that. I think, uh, or you've at least you've definitely charted it. Like this idea of glass and light and our windows were small we didn't you know what was the idea of having a whole wall of glass like you will have now at the back yeah. but that's that you're right I mean we need it it's yeah. not strange but it was strange in Ireland because we liked everything to be sort of dark and but like you your know, mom it's putting not, the shed there I don't think we liked all of that I think we knew no better and I don't mean that in a derogatory way like okay did you when you grew up mm. did you know anybody who lived in an architect designed home no I can ask 99.9% of the country the same question and nobody did we started with a very low base point like design in Ireland is still it was considered and still is slightly elitist mm. it's still considered that something that's not for regular people it's yeah. not for the likes of you or me and yeah. my mum even says this to me my mum <laughs> she sounds very supportive even though she put me through college to study it oh yeah don't let him get ahead of himself <laughs> but, but you know it, it is, it's seen as uh, for lotto winners. And like, I get that roared at me all the time. You know, when I win the lotto, Dermot, you're the first person <laughs> I have in all the time. And I'm, uh, But it's not like design is everything. You go to Scandinavia and everything is about design. Yeah. Um, everything is about light. Everything is about space. Not big spaces, not expensive spaces, not blingy spaces, just quality spaces. And, and, and what I mean, we have this obsession slightly with quantity over quality. Mm. Um, and actually, when you say, oh, the house is huge, that actually makes me feel slightly embarrassed because it's mm. not what I set out to do. Yeah. You know, what but in I fairness, s- there's nothing in it now. It's like, it's, it's a sort of, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, so of course it looks bigger. No, I don't mean that. But but also, it, my house is very small, German. So exactly. <laughs> You'll have no. to come around and tell me what Okay, I'll tell you what better. you can yeah, do. Yeah, uh, but it's, 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 uh, but I'm far more, 
I'm far more focused in this house on creating quality of spaces yeah. that everywhere will feel really nice to be in, mm. as opposed to big. And and I think that's 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 the thing. We we've we've started from a very very low base point in design. Like we're we're amazing at music. We're amazing at poetry. We're amazing at writing. There's lots of arts that us Irish people are really good at. But we've kind of stuck architecture and design as something that we're just ah God that's for other countries and that's. But we're just as good at, like. I am surprised and shocked constantly um, with how people are engaging with Room to Improve and, and the programmes that I do. It's a bit like, do you remember Italia 90? Yeah. And do you remember when um, older women on the streets were walking around saying, did you see what Tony Cascarin <laughs> and the whole That's country... That's we hated. Yeah, but, do, yeah but, but people were engaged in the World Cup. And they were engaged in... Yeah, the, I made cupcakes, I remember. Especially for the World Cup. Orange cupcakes, yeah. you, and we so had a song, We Hate Scalacci, we do. Do you remember that? We we're all part of Jackie's yeah. army. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, but I'm getting that about architecture. And I, I love it. Like So when 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 people say, oh, do people do, 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 does it bother you that people come into the streets? Not in the slightest. When, like 20 years ago, first of all, if I told people what I did, um, like growing up in Madeline, when I was in college, you'd come home and, oh, yeah, I'm studying <laughs> architecture. Okay, so you weren't into mangoes last weekend then, no? <laughs> so, nobody cared. Nobody cared. What I was, now they're all obsessed oh, with yeah. it. But, it's, but back then, our, the word architect, I may as well have said rocket scientist. <laughs> but, and, and, and the same, like if you spoke about homes, oh, I'd love a conservatory. Or I'd love a walk-in wardrobe. Or I'd love uh, 19 bedrooms, all en suite. It was about quantity, or it was about... It was, our homes were slightly... Uh, they, were, they were very much a statement of, of sometimes our wealth, or, or, or you know, even back to the good room. Do you remember the good room back oh, in yeah. the 70s and the 60s? That was a statement of, of, of who you were. It was like your Facebook page. You know, <laughs> that was your profile. <laughs> so you had a room that was never used by anybody and you put the good telly in there and the good couch. Never a child was let sit on it. Uh, <laughs> my granny had a, had, 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 had a good room called a parlour and I honestly don't remember a time that I was ever allowed into it. And, but that's, that's the way we've moved on from that. But now when you see people... Um, coming, when, when, when people come up to me and say, oh, I just wish I could get some light into my house, I'm thinking, mm. bingo. Yay. It's now, working. Speak to me about some of the horrible places you've lived in, if there have been any. Where's the grottiest place you ever lived? Uh, probably, I think most people's, you can probably get student accommodation, yeah. isn't it? Um, and uh, it was the grottiest and, and in most inspiring at the time. I, I went to college in, in Hull in the north of England and um, we lived in the city centre and we lived in an old Victorian house um, and we all crammed together into a, a house, like one bathroom, a kitchen that was manky with, you know, th th nothing really worked. Um, I, I think that there's a very special time in your life when you kind of first move out of home and you move in with a gang of people and you always aspire, oh, I can't wait to get my own place. Be careful of what you wish for, you know, because... I, I, for me, they were magical times because yes, the place was grotty. Yes, the the carpets and everything was manky in the house. And in, but uh, living with a uh, with with a group of like-minded people um, that you went out with, that you kind of studied with, that you went to college with, that it was a really special time. And I don't think you appreciate it. The, so that building, although aesthetically wasn't the most pleasing, it was a lovely envelope, a lovely surrounding for that little unit that yeah, we you're were. You're making me think of a time I lived in this uh, squat in Birmingham and the bedroom I had was right at the top of the house. It was really You're starting big. to sound like Phoebe now. Do you remember when oh, I lived yeah, on yeah. the streets? <laughs> Could you <laughs> squat? 
Best people lived in the squats. Marion Keys lived in the squats. Did she? Okay, so we'll go back to this. So this is like, you know, back when I was on the streets with the guns. (laughs) I was in the top room and it was a huge room and the ceiling, because it was like, you know, like your ceiling is now not finished. It had a parachute. This is finished. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> it had a parachute anyway, as the as protecting it from the rain. It was incredible, and pigeons were sort of Re- resting there. up there. I know it, it sounds horrible, but I just it was very romantic. But there's something about. And I um I just spray painted lyrics of songs all over the world because you could do whatever you want. I hope they're good lyrics now. Uh, well, it was Dexys Midnight Runners at the time was. The Come on, Eileen! Like, don't stand me. No, don't stand <laughs> me down. One of the finest albums ever made. If you want to go and listen to it. Come on, but Eileen! I also like Come oh, on, Eileen. I swear well. I'll be me. Anyway. <laughs> and what about the best place you've lived up to now? Because obviously this is going to be the best place. Um, always. It's. I suppose it's. It's. It's been my home. Like it, I. I'm. I'm not attached to to buildings. I'm not really attached to. Um, I can kind of live anywhere as long as there's people with me. Um, and I know that sounds really. But I'm not wedded to. Like our last house that we moved out of was was small. And it was, but it was perfect because the family were in it. My, my kids were there. My wife was there. Um, and that's all I really need. Like, I, all I need is a, is a couch, uh, somewhere comfortable to sit. I, I love a fire um, and, and not much else. I'm not a blingy person. People just expect, like, maybe it's because you're on the telly and you're an architect. And I, I must portray this. Incre- mm. Do I? Well, we're a bit afraid of you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> Um, no, but I, do, am I intimidating? Well, I just, I just think you know a lot of stuff and you would come in and maybe say, oh, I don't know what I you're know a lot there. about my profession. I don't yeah. know a lot of stuff. No, I get really I mean. intimidated by the likes of you. Oh, well. Yeah. Because you know a lot about everything. Uh, like, and know so, very little you know, But like, you know when you do radio stuff and you do all of that, I always feel like I'm going, I'm going to get caught out here because I know tons about architecture. I feel like that all the time. I feel like I, 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 I know tons about architecture, but I know very little about anything else. Yeah, but we only care about what you know about architecture. You know, we're not expecting you to know anything else. What I'm saying is like people who, if you came into someone's house, they yeah. would be literally going, "Oh my God, what is he thinking about how?" And I do you know something? If they made me a really nice cup of tea and it was, and they sat okay, me down and know, we had a lovely chat, that's all I care about. Oh. I don't judge people. I'm not. I'm not judgmental. I. I don't. I. I'm, I. I don't care about those things. People think that I do. Obviously, if I go to a house that's like, if if I go to somewhere that. I really love and wow this house is inspiring I'll tell them about it and I'll gush about it and I think this place is brilliant um, and so if I haven't said that that doesn't mean I hate your home okay because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invite you around just okay, to get your expert to, to eye together, yeah, okay. if you don't mind just use you like that just that's use okay. me like that you know at the moment in this country in terms of homes, it's terrible because yeah. there's so many people homeless. There's so yeah. many families who are displaced, whether they're in hotels and bed and breakfast. There's all of that going on. And at the same time, you're involved in this industry and you're, you know, talking to people about improving their own homes. How, how do you, what do you think about what's going on in Ireland at the moment? It Honestly, it breaks my heart. Um, like when I, I, I suppose I, I'm, I'm a family man. I have three kids and that's the bit that gets to me the most. When you hear stories about people who are, moving every night. I just can't imagine what it's like to have to pack up all your possessions, get into a car. I know you're going somewhere. Yeah. And I know, and, and that's kind of, that's nearly our get out, isn't it? Oh, well, they've got a, a bed for the night, but they don't have a life. They have a bed for the night and very little else. You've no dignity. A home is about teaching your family to cook. It's about doing your homework. It's about tucking your kids up in their bed. It's about, they're the really kind of simple things. Like, Everything else is just nonsense. Like, but 
you need you need the for me the very basics in life are the things that nurture your family just to know that you can help them with their homework not that you're 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 driving from one hope to another look first and foremost it's the children mm. right that that kills me because i couldn't imagine putting my own through it and then for parents and and just that struggle that mm. constant struggle and they're the lucky ones they're the ones who have a home then there's like there's a whole cohort of people who don't are living on their nerves um yeah. you know when am i going to be thrown out i can't afford the rent i can't get there's there's something really really messed up in this country when it comes to our homes is there any way you get involved with that or you can I, do, I suppose I'm, I'm working with the Simon community at the moment we're, tr- we're trying to raise money for the Simon community so they can help roll out services and like, to help people like so they intervene they, they like an awful lot of of, 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 of homeless services now are actually it's about sorting out people's lives it's, years ago it was about you know helping somebody with medical care helping to make sure they made a doctor's appointment making sure they were in a hostel yeah. that's kind of that's 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 the that's not the biggest issue anymore. Now it's kind of dealing with families, paperwork, red tape, just getting families to exist. And I I I can't believe that in 2019 that we, we you know after all we've been through as a country, all the things that we've learned that we that, that we still do this to families. Like it's a, I think it's the most fundamental right. Is, is a roof over your head far more than education far more than health because if you don't like that's that's your that's your security if you were to if you were what you call it if you were injured and you were on the run and you walked and you got into a field or into a clearing what is the first thing you do you'd build a shelter then you would lick your wounds or tidy up any cuts that you have and then you might learn something so there that's the order but we don't put that as a priority and I'm, and I'm not talking about shelters I'm not talking about emergency accommodation I'm not talking about um, not talking a, a, about kind of hubs and all that I'm talking about homes that like people deserve the security of a home of a neighbourhood of a community um, of of of, of support networks um, and I think if you have that you don't need big homes you don't need fancy homes you have you've got friends you've got people to lean on and you can't do that if you're permanently in transit and I, I don't understand how we've got ourselves into this position I, I, I know how, and, and I don't understand how I don't know how we're going to get out of it quickly I do know what we do need to do though and I need and what you know we do need to look at how we are building our cities we, we, we have enough space in Dublin Right, so we've no shortage of space. We have um, everybody who needs to live in Dublin can live within the M50. There's no need to to be to, for people to be commuting for two or three hours. Like that's another end. Like people leaving their kids into crashes at six o'clock in the morning, picking them up then again at eight or nine o'clock at night. Nonsense. Like we shouldn't. There's no quality of life. What are you doing with Simon? So um, the RIAI Simon Open Door event runs from Saturday the 11th of May until Sunday the 19th of May and you can book your consultation with an architect up and down the country everywhere on simonopendoor.ie. Log in, look for your location, choose your architect, make your donation, build your dream. So basically, architects up and down the country are giving up their free time to have people in to talk about their homes, to talk about design issues, to talk designing a home, changing a home, reconfiguring a home. And for that hour, you pay €95 Euros as a donation to the Simon community. Okay, I'm going to do that with you then. That's great. You that come to my I'll come, no, I don't, no, I don't go to your house. You come to my office. Oh. You wouldn't, because your hour would be taken up with me travelling there. Um, <laughs> So it's it, it is it's 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 an amazing initiative and it's it, we've 
we're nearly up over the last uh, I think it's nearly 15 years we've 14 years we've we're up to nearly the million mark it's amazing that's absolutely so brilliant. it's there so I'm 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 really delighted to be involved I'm and I'm the my colleagues uh, as architects have been phenomenal in their generosity and how much time they've given up big practices have opened their doors um, and let you know it's an amazing initiative and I I think in it's it's a win-win Right, and because I think okay, the money goes to the Simon community. It's one of their their biggest fundraisers of the year. But I think it's a it's a great way it's because it's a nationwide thing. Everybody gets to meet their local architect, mm. and everybody gets to kind of you know, everybody's got a question. When when people stop me in the street, they take out their phones, they show me a picture of their house, and they've got a question. <laughs> do they I, do that all the time? And and I think it just sounds like something I do. <laughs> You've just done it <laughs> twice. Um, but they they all do it, and and what it does is it it, it means that you can uh, people I still think find the idea of an architect or the idea of design as slightly intimidating, and what this means is that you can go and meet somebody for you know the price of a doctor really yeah. and and you can dump all your stuff onto them and, and get all your answers and all that or if you're building a house you can go and meet two or three of them see who you're comfortable with yeah. who see who you click with and it's an it's an incredible way for kind of communities to meet their local architect it's people just to engage with design and just take it out of the elite bracket now we talked about what how things have evolved in terms of irish people and their homes so what are the things when you go into someone's house what is it that they mostly what do you hear all the time what's the aspiration people have because you're really interesting on how people live and i really loved hearing you talk like that but it made me think about my own house and where we sit and where we do things and that is what it's about really because mm. It's bricks and mortar and, you know, it's light a, is lovely and all that, but couch, it's how we interact. It's a couch, it's a dining table and a kitchen. So what is it that people say and where do you, what, what do you hear all the time? From I think really the biggest problem we have in our, in our Irish homes is the kitchen. Um, the kitchen is always relegated to the back of the house into probably one of the smallest rooms, and it's but it's the room that we spend ninety nine point nine nine percent of our time. In fact, if you could only have one room in your house, it would probably be the kitchen, a dining table, and a couch. That's all you need. That's all I have. You know, it's one space with all of that in it. Um, we, uh, I, I think there's, there's something incredibly nice about an Irish kitchen that you don't really get anywhere else in the world. Because, and and it, we love them because when you call to somebody's house, if you go to their kitchen, you're not putting in on them. Because if they're in the middle of making the dinner, you're not, just, you're not taking yeah. them away from where. So if you wanted, if I wanted to call over to your house because I had a problem and I wanted to offload, are you good for offloading? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty good. Are you a good listener? Yeah, I'm a good listener. So if, if I was slightly intimidated and I thought, oh God, I'm going to go over to Roisin now and I'll see what she thinks about my problem. And if you were standing there making a stew, I would actually be more relaxed because I think I'm not actually putting in on her. Oh, so, yeah. And it's a very comfortable, informal way to talk. And that's why we love it. And, you know, the days of going to somebody's house formally are well and truly gone. If you want to meet somebody formally now, you go to a restaurant, mm. you go to a coffee shop. They didn't exist in Ireland 20 years ago, 30 years ago. There was nowhere to go. No. Like, you went out for your communion, your confirmation, <laughs> that was about it. Now, you know, it, it, we go out for brunch. But that's what the young people do, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've only been out twice for my brunch. We've, the, the foodie thing hasn't left us. We, we all like to go out now for something to eat or coffees and the coffee shops are springing up everywhere. I heard actually we're, we're nearly reaching saturation point in coffee avocado shops. Avocado and toast if you're Leo Radker. Who loves a bit of avocado smash. A smash. Sorry, I got it wrong. Yeah, smash. <laughs> So where was it? I'm just saying the formality. When, when you want to meet somebody formally now, if you don't really know somebody, you bring them somewhere, you go, you meet them. There's loads of places to meet people and have a coffee with them. Uh, anybody who comes into your home is coming in because they, they know you really well. Yeah. Like, I, I can't remember the last time I've gone to somebody's house and they've made me a cup of tea. I make my own. 
you know they t- and I have no problem as soon as the cups are over there the tea bags right, are there yeah, yeah. and I do the same to people like people in my house look it's all over there make yourself a sandwich there's, yeah. there's ham there there's whatever so we, we, we feel very at home in, in, in other people's kitchens mm. and we feel at home it's a nice place so to be so is that what people is that what you're always talking to people about make the kitchen Maybe, the heart because of, that's you know. that, I, the kitchen is their heart of their home yeah. but it's always and then they have a clatter of good rooms and studies and playrooms that they never use and there's a treadmill in there and there's Christmas decorations <laughs> I remember there was funny I remember seeing a house once uh, for a consultation and she told me that they, they have a good room to the front of the house and her son was a student and uh, he was going back to college and uh, at, after Christmas and she said to him oh look before you go would you just take down the Christmas tree put it into the box uh, and would you put it away and he said yeah yeah no problem so he, he went into the sitting room he came back she went into the room in March and the tree was still there but that just goes to show you, she didn't use that room okay. from December till March. Yes. So we have rooms in our houses that we don't use because we still have this notional idea of, uh, the, or sorry, we have these notions of what a house should be. Because people have, like, the nostalgic ideas. I loved the good room at Christmas because you were let into it. Or I loved having, and we get wedded to this. But actually, when you think about how many times you use it, it's, we can't, like, as our houses are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, we can't afford to have mm. those amount of rooms just doing nothing. Tell me, is this your forever home now? Is this it for you? Do you think nope. you'll be... Oh, okay. I was expecting you to say, yeah. Well, kind of. This is um, this is the home where my kids will grow up. This right. is the home where, uh, to be honest, like we live in the city. So if they go to DCU or if they go to somewhere else, we'll probably be here until. They, this is a home for them, and and for for them to grow up in and to have their friends back, and for them, you know, but. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always feel there's loads of chapters. I don't, it probably will be my forever home, but I don't want to think of it like that. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit of a nomad and, and not a, not, nomad means they live nowhere, doesn't it? Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I'd like to know that there's another chapter, even if there isn't. I think there's something nice in, 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 in the human psyche of, I don't know, that there's, there's, a, there's always an adventure to be had. And I, now it won't be a house like this. It'll be a small place. I love my sea swimming. I do all that. And, and I, I imagine a cottage by the sea, a uh, cup of coffee, a bit of a deck out the front, one room. Plunge pool. No, just the sea will do okay. for oh, that. Yeah, but, sea. yeah but like I'd be quite happy living in, in one room. I'm, I'm, I'm not, as, you know, as long, if, if the location was really, really cool. So this will probably, you're right, be my forever home. This has been created uh, for the next phase of our family life. Um, the fir- our first home was when they were all small children and we kind of we all lived on the one couch and we all snuggled up mm. and that was really special this house is now as they start to gain their independence as they become young adults and all of that this ho- house will hopefully facilitate that that they'll have the freedom and the space um, to do what they need to do but yet it is all one space so we'll be together mm. um, because open plan is amazing and it can be amazing for family life in the fact that you, like, our last house was completely open plan. And the th- certain things really irritated me, but there was toys everywhere. Every time I walked into, the, into one of the rooms, um, I, I, I stepped on a toy car and it went right up through my foot. The noise levels could be unbearable at times. Um, but on the flip side of that, as up until now, we've all lived in the one room and I've loved it. Because they've been there. We don't mind each other's company. We ha- I have no problem setting up the laptop on the kitchen table, doing a drawing, and them all doing whatever they do. Mm. I don't need space. I don't need quiet. Mm. I need them around me. 
and they need, we all need to be together. And my son will literally drop at, his, at, at my feet and start playing with his cars, playing with his... The other fellow will, they, they, like, he'll, if, he, if he wants a bit of quiet, he'll just put on his headphones yeah. and he'll watch. We've learned to be together in, in the one room, in the one space, yeah. and still carry out individual stuff. Are there any animals in this space? Not yet. They, oh, they are dying for a dog. They are absolutely dying for a dog. But I want to live in this house without having to clean up shite for a while. I think that's a very good way to end it, Dermot Bannon. Thank you very much for bringing us back to yours and I'm sure it's going to be absolutely amazing when it's finished. It's already fantastic. Thank you. Thanks very much to Dermot Bannon for letting us into his building site, which is soon to be a really beautiful home. I'm Roisin Ingle, and remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours so you don't miss a single episode. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on iTunes and tell all your friends about this podcast. Next time, my guest on Back to Yours is the really lovely and wonderful Liam O'Mwainley. Remember there was a jar of something and this great orange fungal thing had grown. I'll eat it because it looked so good. They're colours that tell you no, and they're colours that tell you yes. Yeah, so and this, this was, was telling you yes. It told me yes. It didn't do me any harm. It didn't do me good. <laughs> <laughs>